In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Please be seated. Two others who were criminals were led away to be put to death with him. And the people stood by, watching that the rulers scoffed at him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself. If he is the Christ of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged nailed at him near him, saying, Are you not Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we are receiving the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, Truly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. It was now about the sixth hour, and there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour, while the sun's light failed, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. On this Good Friday, I am grateful to have the opportunity to preach and hope and pray that our and that your word will flourish in each of us this Easter season. So right now, the man who asked to remember was told that he would be with Jesus in paradise was probably feeling pretty good and at peace. And as I thought about the criminal who would be in paradise with Jesus, I thought about what could we learn from this man's example and how we could apply this to our lives. To help address these questions, I turned to Romans. Paul wrote this epistle to the early church and systematically spells out that the gospel, which in a word is Jesus, is God's power for salvation. My first point comes from Romans chapter 5, verse 1 through 2. The chapter is titled, Peace with God through Faith. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have also obtained access to faith into this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in the hope and the glory of God. Paul refers to faithfulness to God as the pathway to righteousness. By believing in Jesus and having faith in him, we are made right with God and are at peace. But faith is not about being perfect. Faith 
is about trusting that Christ is even when we are not. As the criminal comes to faith, he simply says, we are receiving the due rewards of our deeds, but this man has done nothing wrong. Our faith and belief that Jesus died for our sins justifies us in God's eyes. To be justified before God is as if we have never sinned. God's grace is given to us solely upon what Jesus did for us. We didn't earn it, and we don't deserve it. So in, this, in his last few hours of life, the criminal turned to Christ in faith, and Jesus granted him salvation. And as you listen to this message of hope, might your heart be laden with a burden you don't think Jesus can forgive, or that salvation and peace is out of reach? Paul writes an encouragement in verses 6 through 8 where he says, For while we were weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows his love to us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. In this example, the criminal teaches us that it is never too late to turn to Christ. My second point is that Paul reminds us that, it, that there is more to this than simply receiving salvation. This is the starting point, but certainly not an ending. Paul is encouraging us to grow and to transform today. Through our faith, we are justified. We have nothing more to pay. Justification is immediate. Sanctification takes a lifetime. From Romans 6, verse 22, Paul writes, But now that you are set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the fruit you get leads to sanctification and, in its end, eternal life. Again, in Romans in 12, verse 2, Paul calls upon us to be living sacrifices and not to be conformed to this world, but to be transformed by the renewal of your mind. He writes, Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them, if prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. This area is likely a departure from the criminal. His time was up. There was no time left for him to use his gifts, but we, listening today, certainly do. My final question is, what gifts have you been given by grace? How might you step into the grace, access it, live it, and share it with others today today?
and for the rest of your years. Amen.